0: So Ryan Tov, we continue the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon gate, uh, the gates of prayer. We are finishing up the prayer of Hodu. and We said Hodu is the, our ability to destroy the forces of evil, depending how strong are those forces of evil are really from the natural tendencies of human beings that are very physical and have lusts. And, or is it the higher level that the Malachim are giving us special tests for us? Either way, these praises cut this down, and it's the way we get rid of that evil. So, Rapinkas continues, we're on the bottom of page, Reish Vav. He says, We have to reflect a little bit more of this Sugya of Shira of song. For example, the Song of the Sea we say how all the Egyptians drowned in the sea. So the question is, what's the great Simcha that people are found in the water drowning in the sea? Do we have such joy? Are we terrorists? that we have joy when our enemies are drowned? And what does it mean when we talk about the Makos that went to Egypt? We have to know about that too. So why do we need to know so much about the Makos, the plagues that happened to Egypt? And rapincus explains, if it would have been that the Egyptians did not get wiped out when we left Egypt, and they would still, the original Egyptians would be alive today, it would seem that there is some great power to their Tumah, and their power of Tumah would remain even till today, and it would negatively affect our mitzvah observance to the extent that we wouldn't even want to or be able to eat matzah on Pesach. In other words, that through Hashem drowning the Egyptians in the sea, and that's where everybody saw, where Hashem said to Moshe, Hashem says, Hashem will fight for you and you will be silent. It means that Hashem spread his power out into the world and his hashpah and he drew, uh, uh, drove away all the negative Tummah that Egypt had to provide for the world. Okay? And that's what had to happen. Egypt was so evil, Hashem had totally obliterated. And that was our simcha, not on the death of the Egyptians, but the total evil That Egypt brought so when we go into the street and we have challenges with our eyes why is that because the Goyim put a certain amount of tumah and sin throughout the world and that stays within so to speak the soul of the world and that affects the natural realities of the world and after all is said and done, the Jewish people are always saying to Hashem, we want to do your will. What can we do? It's the yeast in the dough, which means all the sins that Jewish people do since we've been a nation, we all learn from the goyim. Even though mitzad ourselves, we are tzadikim. we're all a nation of righteous people. But the non-Jews, they run after us. They destroy us. They destroy our ruchnias. And to the degree that we uh, are able to destroy them and their powers, this mamish deals with our own spiritual souls. And therefore, it was so good that Egypt got wiped out. If Egypt, their power would still be around today, it would affect the spiritual reality so much that we couldn't contend with it. And therefore, this psalm of Hodu repairs the klipas, repairs the forces of evil, and it's a great school that uh, that that really we care so much about to be um, freed from all of the klipos that are stuck from the goyim that we have to suffer from them. So this is the idea that we're we're we have simcha when. Evil is destroyed because there's less to contend with. Now, Rapinkas continues and he wants to make a point over here, but that really applies to all of prayer. It doesn't matter where. But you'll see why he picks Hodu as a reason. So, he says the truth of the matter is if we skip a part of prayer such as Hodu, or anything else, and this was mentioned yesterday, someone asked, then guess what? We're missing the light of that prayer, and that would cause us to lose a tremendous amount of power. Okay? Now, there are certain things that depend on customs, if you say it or not, but whatever's really in the sitter is really a primary thing, and it's not an extra thing. So let's say a person says, you know, psukka de zimra is long. I, cu- I come late to shul, so I got to skip things. And you're allowed up to halach if you want to download a minion. Some opinions say you can skip certain things. So I'm going to skip uh, Hodu, skip parts of the psukka de zimra. So what could that happen? Well, if you're going to skip that, the whole point of Hodu is to cut down the klipos that are being brought in from the evil that's in the world. So if you skip it, you're not cutting down the klippos And they don't allow our prayers to go through. So specifically, a person who says hodu with kavana, he brings himself with a power to go against the outside world. And that's the natural way Hashem created the world. That if you say Hodu and you understand it, you're able to push away the evil influences and they're not going to taint your Amida that's going to be later. And if a person says, so what? what's the big deal if I skip Hodu? So here's a beautiful Marshall Rapinka skips. person says, okay, what if I decide from now on to skip taking a specific vitamin? I'm going to stop taking vitamin D. Every day, I used to take it every day, or vitamin C. So what's going to happen if I miss it? Or versus what if I don't eat a piece of bread today? Are you going to see any damage right away? Well, not necessarily. Let's say say when the base of Mignosh existed, right? The whole world was a a ball of fire of Kedusha. You could have gone anywhere in the world, and you could learn Torah and be a scholar, because the Beis Hamikdash was there; it provided an energy for the whole world. But nowadays, if we learn constantly without stop, we can never reach the level of a Tana in the Mishnah. Even if you go to the to the most remote places and, and totally um, get away from all distractions. You're not going to be a, the biggest tzaddikin that we used to have in the past. Because why? Because the soul of the world has changed without a base of mikdash. When Rashi lived already, he could go and focus on the Gemara he had on the Gemara like the Rishodim could understand, but when he's gone, it doesn't exist anymore. Rapinka says, I merited to hear the words from Reb Lev Malin, the words he said in 1960, after the Briskarov died. He gave a eulogy and amongst the geologies he said, the Briskerov is not here. From now on for us, it's going to be a very hard thing to create insight, novel ideas in the Talmud. Because when the Briskerov died, he took that an ability to understand things with him to Shemayim. Or for example, the Gemara says, when Rebbe died, humility was gone because Rebbe had such a tremendous amount of humility when he left that Mita was injured so to speak he couldn't reach that total fulfillment of humility so therefore if we say Sukkot is Zimmer we bring a certain Kedusha into the world that's the life force of the world when we say Hodu we're able to remove the Klepus, as we explained that's a great charm that's Hashem put into the world, and each and every individual can have a specific tahara and kedusha by saying the hodu. So, if a person spends a whole year coming late to shul and skipping hodu, it's like a person saying, "I'm not taking vitamin C for a whole year." Now, vitamin C is supposed to help you not get colds, so I think, right? Vitamin D helps you with uh, make for the bones, whatever. So a guy stops taking vitamin D and he's, he realizes his bones are not so strong anymore. He stops taking vitamin C, he's getting sick more often. So he's going to the doctor, says, what's going on? He says, my friend, you're a little bit too late. Imagine a person has osteoporosis. You know why? He never took any, what do you have to take, vitamin? Uh, iron, I think, whatever. There's certain, certain vitamins you need that can stop osteoporosis. Or better yet, we could say, yeah, so guy, could come and get, he, he's 60, he's suffering terribly from osteoporosis. So what can I do about that? says you're 30 years too late. If you've been taking these vitamins, you would have been in good shape. And all you do was take a little pill. So what do you want? You can't, you can't, you can't do anything with this. So uh, therefore, same thing with Hodu. It's a lifetime of achievement, of pushing away the evil that surrounds us. So when you say the Hodu, every day you're pushing it away, pushing it away, it stays away. You know, person, um, the doctor said, you know, your cholesterol is high. Take a a, a pill to take away the cholesterol. And the guy doesn't. And then 30 years later, he has a massive heart attack. He says, doctor, do something. He says, too late. Your arteries are so clogged up, there's nothing I could do. So our spiritual arteries can be clogged up with so much tumor, it's ridiculous. So yeah, okay. Once in a while you come late. One, you know, once in a while you forget to take the pill for cholesterol. So okay, one day a year, two days, three days. It's not the end of the world. But if it becomes your habit not to take it. That's not good. Okay, one day you woke up late. Okay, fine. So you skip a little bit so you can dive into a bit deeper. But if this becomes your regimen, now you're really losing a tremendous amount. All right. So that is the whole. Deal. We move now to the next part when Hodu is finished. Mizmor LeSoda—that's that very small paragraph—and it's it's called the the Psalm of Thanksgiving. So the Talmud tells us four people need to thank Hashem: a person who's traveled through the ocean, a person who's traveled through the desert someone who was very sick and was healed, someone who was released from jail. These are four people that are obliged to praise Hashem and certainly other people as well. They were saved from difficult circumstances. When we had a Beis Amidnish, these four specific people would come to the Beis Amidnish and bring a specific Korban called the Korban Todah, the Thanksgiving Offering. Now we don't have a base of to The I say we have a prayer that takes its place and that is Mizmor Lusoda. Psalm 100. A psalm of thanksgiving. That's the one that David said to kind of be the replacement. Where we start off in saying, call out to Hashem everyone on earth. Call out, serve Hashem with gladness. Come before him with joyous song. Know that Hashem, he is God, and is he who made us, and we are his, his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For Hashem is good, his kindness endures forever, and from generation to generation is his faithfulness. There is a public declaration of we should be thankful to Hashem. Now there's a debate if we should stand for this prayer or not. The reason to stand for it is if it's taking the place of a korban and when a Kohen brought a korban, he stood. So that's why we generally stand for Mizmor Lasoda. Now what's unique about this Toda offering? Well, in general, there's four types of korbanos. An Ola, a burnt offering; a chatas, a sin offering; an Osham a guilt offering; and shlamim, a peace offering. The korban shlamim is the only one that do- it doesn't come for any kind of a sin. It's a it's a korban that you come to participate with Hashem in your simcha. And the owner of the korban gets a good chunk of meat. The kohen gets certain parts of the animal that go to him, and the rest is burnt on the mizbech. Everybody enjoys this. Everyone gets a part of that. That's the shlomim. Everyone gets other korbanas. Maybe it's an all-only. Hashem gets a Hashem of the Kohanim. But where does everybody get something? It's the korban shlomim. Now korban todah goes under the category of a korban shlomim, but it's different than a regular shlomim. If you say you want to give a regular shlomim, say I bring a shlomim today, I can eat the shlumim all the way through tonight, tomorrow the whole day, and through the next night till the next morning. A full day and two nights to eat a shlumim. A tota, you only get the day you bring it and that night until sunrise, that's it. Much less time to eat it. Now, there's another thing that goes with every korban tota. 40 loaves of bread Big loaves, that's a lot of bread. Now, when a person brings a regular shlamim you get a lot of meat. You get a lot of meat for yourself to eat. And you're not able to eat the meat, and you don't want it to be leftovers, so you invite people to enjoy the meal. Your friends, your neighbors, your relatives. A korban toda, you have much less time to eat it and you got 40 more loaves of bread to eat. Why is God giving us much more food to eat in much less time? What for? How are you going to do it? Got to invite many more people. Why? Because that publicizes the kindness that Hashem did for you. When Hashem does a kindness with a person, he has to publicize it to everybody. And that's what it says in Te'elem. The asapru mice of Barina tell over Hashem's actions with, with song. and elevate him amongst the congregation of the people, and that's what this means for Leshoda. Says hariyul Hashem ko call out to Hashem, everyone on earth. Let's publicize it. Or as it says in Tehillim as well, To you I will bring an offering of thanksgiving. In the name of Hashem I will call out. It's a big deal. Hashem did something good for me. He saved my life. I want everybody to know about how good Hashem is. You know, when you watch the news, there's only bad news. Some people I say, "Why don't we put, why don't we have some good news? Good news doesn't sell. Now Hashem says no. You know, when do people start thinking Hashem? When there's bad news. Oh, neither go Hashem. Hashem said, What are you doing? I want you to think of me when it's good. Keep thinking about me when it's good. You have you you came back from China by boat? You had a good business deal, you survived. Thank Hashem. Invite your friends. I want to thank Hashem that I successfully traveled through the ocean. Everything was fine. We have to have a preponderance of good news for God. And the more we hear good news about God, the more the world will come to appreciate God. And sometimes, you know, we really don't understand the most simplistic ideas. For example, some people may ask, what does it bother God so much that we should serve him? Doesn't it look like God is is an egocentric God? Is he like the Donald Trump of gods? The answer is so simple and so clear. Hashem is a reality. Hashem doesn't need anybody. Hashem is life. Hashem is kindness. Hashem is light. Hashem is everything that's good And the opposite Hashem Separated from Hashem It's darkness, it's disgusting, it's death, it's terrible The whole destruction of the world can be defined as one simple thing Separation from God So God doesn't need us to value Him and honor Him you know, let's give an example. Let's say a young kid takes the keys to the family car. An eight-year-old, eight-year-old takes the keys to the car. He goes into the car, and he wants to put the key into the ignition. Now, the mean father comes and grabs the keys away. Now, is that because the father's a control freak? No, he doesn't want the kid to kill himself. When we speak, to Hashem take about Hashem We publicize His kindnesses We are passing joy to people Other people Joy, health, goodness When you tell people All the good that Hashem does People recognize Hashem They come to love Hashem They come to grieve Hashem Because Hashem is the source of all goodness Hashem is going to be fine with or without us the question is, do we want to take advantage of clinging to this source of all goodness? And that comes by us serving Hashem. So somebody once asked Rav Pinkus, what's the depth, the deepest concept of prayer? Rav said says it's not a deep idea at all, it's very simple. Hashem is all reality, and we ask from Hashem everything. That's what it is. We realize everything good comes from Hashem, so we ask for Hashem. That's all. Not very deep ideas at all. So then, why is it a mitzvah to daven? He asked. Why do I have to daven? You have an obligation now. Three times a day, a man has to daven three times a day. Not, why, it's an why, why is it an obligation? Just make it optional. So Pincus gives another wonderful motion. You have a little baby. So what what does a parent do? Parent takes the bottle, thrusts it into the baby's mouth. Doesn't ask the baby, do you want the bottle, do not. Why? Because the baby has to live. And if he wants to live, he has to eat. And since the kid can't make breakfast by himself for his own good, the parent force feeds the baby. Don't say to the little uh, two-month-old, would you like a drink? Just thrust it in. Don't ask any questions. Hashem is, is life. He's the source of all goodness. If we pray, that we should be connected to Hashem, then we're connected to all that's goodness. If we're separated from that connection to Hashem, that brings all kinds of destruction, sickness, pains, tragedies. So certainly we shouldn't be commanded to do it. It's obviously the best thing. If you're close to Hashem, Hashem takes care of you. You're not, you're not sure you're close to Hashem. Why don't we know that by ourselves? You know the answer is? Spiritually, we're babies. We don't see reality property, properly. We are, what do you call it? Handicapped. Limited. So because Hashem loves us so much, He forces us to do what's good for us and says, you got to David. Why? So that all good will come to you. That's what it's about. When you're forcing someone to do something that's for his own benefit. Kids have to go to school, why? Because you don't go to school, it's not gonna be good. You don't know how to read, you don't know how to write, you don't know how to express yourself, you don't know how to compute, you're not gonna be able to get along and get ahead in this world. Oh, you're such a bad father. You make me review my vowels. You make me review my reading. Why do I have to do that so much work? It's so much easier to just play a video game. From a video game, you don't get any value. But when you learn how to read, you now have a tool that will help you for the rest of your life. So we're forcing them, just like you force a baby. So we're all babies. We think, I don't have to pray. And again, that's the words of this Mismar Lasoda es Hashem We should be joyful because we have a God. Bowl if enough, beer none. Come before Hashem with joyous song. When you come before Hashem, do it with song, not with sadness and depression. Even if you're having in the midst of a crisis. But the fact that you're standing before Hashem should give you joy. To no Ki Hashem Hashem is God. Whatever happens in this world, it's coming directly from Hashem. Who asadu he made us? Velo Anachnu. Now, the low, there's a sieve One way it's spelled Lamed Vav, which means to him, and one is Lamed Aleph, which is no. So there's two ways of understanding. He made us the anachnu and we didn't make ourselves. Or he made us, and we are to him, his people. And we're the sheep that he attends to. Now what do we know about sheep? Sheep do not know how to take care of themselves. You leave a sheep on his own, what does he do? He grazes, he goes into the wild forest, and the wolf eats him. He doesn't even know when he's in danger. The shepherd has a stick and says, no, don't go over there. So, therefore, we end the prayer, Bo-Sharav, come, come into God's gates, Betoda with thanksgiving, Chatzai Rosav, into his chamber, into his courtyards, Besila with praise and song. This is Mizmor Lusoda, to realize how fortunate we are. Now, of course, many of us are going to say, yeah, but I did not go through any, any, any deserts recently. The answer is you need to know that there's so much dangers that could happen any time. The fact that you drive in your car and nothing bad happens, thank God. We have to realize that any moment a person could die. And therefore the fact that everything is fine and quote unquote things are boring, Baruch Hashem, that's the best thing that could be, is boring and everything is working fine. And to come every day to say this is an amazing day. You look outside, yuck, gray day intermittent snow sleep slosh all these things you know what it's a lot better to be alive to see that than not and that is so now that we have ripped apart the satan in Hodu and when those evil forces are gone and that really could be the deeper shot. the greatest danger what's the greatest danger if you, isn't if you're going to be dead physically but dead spiritually we could say like this once you finished Hodu and you chopped apart and you pruned away all the Kochos Hatuma you fought them off and now they're gone and now you're going to say Hashem, thank you for allowing me the ability to destroy them and even though life is difficult there's so much to thank HaKadosh for So that's a beautiful prayer for us to understand. And we're going to end it with that for today.